Hi, folks. It's Asha Rangappa. This is a recording of my latest cafe note, Trump's Monkey's Paw. Let us know what you think at letters at cafe.com. Dear listener, there's an episode of The Twilight Zone based on the short story, The Monkey's Paw by W.W. Jacobs. The original story involves a couple that receives a magical monkey's paw, which will grant them three wishes. But they soon discover that each wish comes at a steep price. Their wish for money to pay off their mortgage, for example, comes from an insurance payout after their son is killed in an accident. The moral of the story is, be careful what you wish for, a lesson that Donald Trump would have been wise to heed before he began his quest to get a special master. His wish was granted but he may have inadvertently helped the government build the case against him as a result. It's worth pausing for a moment to recognize that at every step of the Mar-a-Lago scandal, Trump has been a poster child for bad idea genes. There is, of course, the initial poorly considered decision to halt thousands of government records, including hundreds of highly classified documents, from the White House to his private resort. Then there was the choice not to return everything when the National Archives asked for them back. Then there was the lie Trump told the Justice Department, namely that he had returned all of the marked classified documents in response to a judicial subpoena, when in fact there were documents still stuffed in his desk drawer. Then there was Trump's announcement on social media that the FBI had executed a search warrant at his home which then gave DOJ a justification to release portions of the search warrant, revealing that he was under investigation for potential violations of the Espionage Act and obstruction of justice. And then there was his failure to assert any arguments in response to the motion by members of the press to release the affidavit underlying the search warrant, which resulted in damning evidence of both the nature of the documents he took and his efforts to conceal them being made public. In fact, there's at least some evidence that Trump's bizarre lawsuit seeking the appointment of a special master wasn't really based on a well-planned legal strategy, but a knee-jerk response to a rebuke of one of Trump's former lawyers, Christina Bob, on Laura Ingram's show. On her August 21st show, Ingram pressed Bob on why she had not made any arguments on Trump's behalf in response to the motion to unseal the search warrant affidavit pointing out that she may have forfeited certain claims as a result. The unprecedented lawsuit, which circumvented the authority of the court overseeing the criminal case, was filed the very next day with Judge Aileen Cannon. It's no surprise, then, that Trump's rationale for needing a special master was, to quote Rod Serling, truly a journey into another dimension. The first premise upon which Trump based his request for a special master was relatively unremarkable, if unnecessary. Trump claimed that a special master was needed to sort through the thousands of seized documents and separate out personal property and documents that might be subject to attorney-client privilege. Given that Trump himself is not an attorney and did not provide evidence that the FBI seized anything more than a few tax or medical records which were commingled with the classified documents, it's hard to see how either of these categories of documents could have formed a substantial portion of the seized items. 
In fact, the FBI had already employed a filter team tasked with a specific goal to ensure that any attorney-client privilege material did not make its way into investigators' hands. Appointing a special master to ensure that the job was done correctly is the legal equivalent of killing a mosquito with a bazooka. But whatever. To the extent that these categories of items had no evidentiary value, for instance, personal items that didn't help prove that Trump had personal possessions over the commingled government records or any attorney-client privilege documents that did not themselves constitute evidence of ongoing criminal activity, Trump arguably had a right to get them back. What was extraordinary and implicitly against Trump's legal interests was that he bootstrapped this normal reason for getting a special master to also include identification of documents that might be subject to executive privilege. Leaving aside that no court has ever appointed a special master to identify documents subject to executive privilege, the request made no sense in the context of this case. For one thing, executive privilege is a separation of powers principle. It exists to ensure that the other branches of government don't intrude into the core functions of the executive branch. Obviously, the executive branch can't intrude on itself by seizing and reviewing documents that belong to the executive branch. The purpose of a privilege, moreover, is to protect the contents of the communication from being divulged or used against the privilege holder. However, in Trump's case, it wasn't what was in the documents that is most critical to potential charges against him. It's their status as government records and the fact that they were present at an unauthorized location and that he refused to give them back and lied about it. And there's the rub. In granting his wish for a special master, Judge Aileen Cannon has authorized a court-appointed official, Judge Raymond Deary, to entertain Trump's legal claims. And Deary ain't playing. He's already dispensed with Trump's unofficial intimations that he, quote, declassified documents, which Deary noted wouldn't make the records his in any case, and returned all the records containing classified markings to the government. Deary is also requiring Trump to identify any items inventoried by the FBI, which were never at his home to begin with, meaning Trump has to identify any evidence which he claims was planted by the feds. In short, Trump is being forced to put up or shut up on all of the specious defenses and excuses he's made in the court of public opinion and to substantiate them in a court of law. Most importantly, Judge Deary has asked Trump to identify on a document-by-document basis, the items which he thinks are subject to executive privilege and to provide the specific reasons why. Trump is thus faced with the prospect of identifying evidence of his own crime. That's because anything that is subject to executive privilege is, by definition, a presidential record and therefore not a personal record which belongs to Trump. And by law, Presidential records belong to the government and remain in the custody of the National Archives, which means that any presidential records found at Mar-a-Lago were presumptively removed from the White House illegally. In other words, the special master which Trump so desired is not only calling his bluff on his changing defenses, but forcing him to personally concede the existence of stolen documents seized at his home. 
The icing on the cake is that Judge Deary has the parties on an expedited schedule. So even if the special master was intended as a dilatory tactic, that isn't working out so well either. The monkey's paw ends with the owner of the talisman using his last wish to undo his previous one, having seen the unintended consequences he set in motion. Given that Trump has found himself in a counterproductive legal dilemma entirely of his own making with his wish for a special master, he'd be wise to do the same and withdraw his request with the court. Stay informed. Asha. Asha.